0: We are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello and welcome to episode 101 of With Love and Justice for All, the official podcast of Project Sanctus, where we have conversations around embodied anti racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation with a special emphasis on the challenges that might arise as spiritual seekers. I am Reverend Ogan Holder, um, sitting here on the land previously occupied by the Piscataway and the Anacostan Indigenous Peoples, now pretty much known as Washington, D.C. And I'm here with my partner in Crime Consciousness Incorporation, Reverend Kelly. How are you today, Reverend Kelly? TGIF. I know. Um, But every day could be like Friday. Just depends what you do with your day. (laughs) You know, as as entrepreneurs and self-employed people, it kind of no day feels like Friday. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. Or you can make any day be Friday.
0: Or you can make any day be Friday. Right. It's hard to lose track of things. Yeah. Yesterday was like, wait, it's Thursday already. How did that happen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I said that yesterday about, wait, it's July 20th. Like, I just thought it was still June, you know
0: exactly Um, exactly but But, i'm doing uh, good
1: good i'm doing good yep uh getting ready to go gonna visit my mother for a few days help her move into a new place and uh it'll be a quick trip but um i am uh sitting on the kaskaskia land which is uh, the home of the uh, osage missouri and choctaw nations um formerly and currently Uh, and now known as uh, Kansas City, Missouri area. So that's where I'm I'm calling in from.
0: And we know we got listeners who are all over the world. We are in about 24 countries uh, we have listeners from, and almost all the states in the US of A, we got listeners there too. So wherever you are listening from, we thank you, and we welcome you to another episode. As always, you can weigh in on the stuff that we share, you can follow and hit us up on the socials, Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at GetOurHolyOn. You can call and leave a message on our voicemail, 413-438-4649. That's 413 Get Holy, And those are all the ways you can reach us. I think we got emails too. Yeah, we got Ogun and Kelly at Project Sanctus. And um, yeah. Dot com. Dot so, um, <laughs> com. Exactly. Yeah. People get that, I think. Yeah. But it's important. <laughs> as opposed to dot (laughs) org as opposed to that you are right you are absolutely right today's our news or headlines episode we're calling barely awake education but before we jump into it um what are some invitations we have for the folk
1: well uh, as always our affinity groups uh, we meet twice a month the first wednesday of every month is our communal group uh so all Everyone is welcome to come together, Um, white, people of color, BIPOC, uh, bodies of culture. There's a uh, lot of different uh, African-Americans, Black. There's always um, different synonyms to use. So uh, I want to mention as many as possible because I never know how someone would like to be referred. So that's the first Wednesday of every month. Um, where we all we all come together at seven thirty Eastern. Um, you can go to the website projectsanctus.com, to register so you can get the Zoom link to join us. And again, everyone is anyone and everyone is welcome. On the third Wednesday is where we we meet separately. So there's for the uh, folks identify as as white bodies and then um, meeting together uh, in a separate group or those not not uh, don't identify as a white body. So all those um, you know, BIPOC, People of Color, Bodies of Culture. And Ogan facilitates that group and I facilitate the white body group. So first and third Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern, go to the website to register to get the Zoom link. And we do have things that will be coming up, um, you know, into the fall, it's a summertime, and lots of uh, people out and about and around and kind of taking a break from some things in the world. But we're in the background creating some new experiences for people. And finally, if you want to help us keep the train running and, um, and support us in, in, in those creation processes of new, new um, Offerings for everyone uh, around embodied anti racism, you can go to project and click donate. Um, Ogan and I, uh, do this work, um, fully supported by our listeners to the podcast, to those that come to any of our classes or gatherings. Um, so we, we, we are supported through donations and we gladly and lovingly accept
0: them. Awesome. Let us jump into the headlines and it's been, we're gonna gonna start saying, talking about education. Uh, Education had an interesting week this week. Um, If you've been paying attention, you saw the, once again, Florida being Florida. (laughs) um, A new curriculum being approved in the Florida schools, which had perhaps one of the most I don't know what word to use um, um, flabbergastingly curious statements that again, Florida to recap, Florida, Florida has what they call the Individual Freedom Act, which bans workplaces and schools from promoting ideas that can make anyone feel, and I quote, guilt, anguish, or other psychological distress related to race, color, national origin, or sex because of actions, again, in quotes, committed in the past, for example, slavery. So now there's a new curriculum that requires teachers to instruct their students around. And again, I quote, how slaves developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Again, how slaves developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit so what you so know just things when like, i think sorry
1: <laughs> just well just when i think people can't sink any lower you know or or um debase humanity you know or mm-hmm. you know revisionist history any more fucked up just when i think you can't get any
0: lower it does well you know i love What Vice President uh, Kamala Harris said they insult us in an attempt to gaslight us and we will not stand for it so basically because the enslaved people were forced. To do things like agricultural work painting carpentry tailoring domestic service blacksmithing it helped them out in the long run, because you know they could they could use those skills. I don't know for themselves. I don't know when they would do this because they were always working. Oh, perhaps it was after um, slavery was abolished, and then they had you know now they now they got skills. Those those uh, those enslaved people who were alive when you know who managed to survive and not be killed or lynched or any of the things. Um, now that slavery was abolished, they they had a they had a whole set of skills that they could go out and build that successful American dream life that we talked about right because that's exactly how history happened um it's yeah in
1: my my, my sharecropper environment i'll I'll use these new skills (laughs) yeah
0: I it is it is a just a an incredible bold faced insulting rewriting of history that it's like words words fail me in 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 so many ways but this is i this is what happens when the whitewashing of history occurs and i want to i think i read somewhere that there's a move in some states to write some legislation or it may not be legislation but to to say to school boards you have to stop admitting people from the Moms for Liberty movement because the yeah. Moms for Liberty movement are the ones that are getting all these, you know, very offended um, white folk um, on school boards that are pushing for the banning of books that are looking to, you know, rewrite history. Like this, recently there was there was a school system somewhere that wanted to ban uh, Tanahasi Coates between the world and me. Yes. The- did yeah. you see this and they had a they had a yeah. they had a pub uh, meeting about it and he was there he was the, he didn't say he didn't speak but he was there um in support of the teacher who was who was teaching from from that book and using that book recommending that yeah. book so yeah this is the it's it's getting it's getting it's it's a mess it's a mess I, like I'm not even sure what to say anymore well um, what I'll say is this it's becoming a dangerous mess because yeah. Because if we if we keep erasing erasing what has happened historically, then we we're doomed to start repeating these mistakes again. And it's not hyperbole to to say that. Here, here's an example of something: um, the Texas A and M University's president um, recently resigned because of the pushback that the university got around hiring a black journalist who was supposed to head up their journalism department basically um professor Kathleen McElroy um, had been you know recruited she was gonna head up there and revive their school's journalism department, the school was excited about it, students were excited about it, they even had like an early like celebration around this, but then what happened is over time her contract moved from we will put you on a tenure track to we're gonna hire you for five years to we're just gonna hire you for one year and we can release you at any time, and she's like yeah I'm not signing up for that and uh, and the reason it kept going that route was because of pushback um, from alumni from other folks even folks in my understanding the government because of her past work to improve diversity and inclusion in newsrooms she used to she was an editor for the new york times and she was really pushing for 20 years yeah, pushing diverse inclusion not just in the New York Times newsroom, but newsrooms all over the place, right? Because we know that the news the news is written differently when it is written yeah. by yeah. different people, you yeah. know, especially people for whom that story is is affecting. And so, yeah. Texas is you know um, sister wives to Florida, and they are very clear about targeting DEI programs. Um, and things like that. So yeah. So just amid all of that backlash and all the attention that's beginning the the president and and the, the president, by the way, is a white woman. she has decided to to resign because apparently people can't handle in their journalism department an accomplished yeah. and acclaimed black no. former New York Times editor because right. she's, I guess quote unquote, too woke for them. And it just further
1: damages media frankly and yeah. further just keeps that gap between you know sort of reality and uh, I don't know conspiracy or far right in you know, Christian nationalism you know uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore but that that far right anti woke for a better word, you know, and we called our, um, our episode today is, um, oh God, no, it's lost, I've lost my head, um, you know, barely, barely awake. awake, barely awake education, thank you, and so it's, you know, it, there's all this, you know, we can't have, you know, and got to be anti-woke, right, and so this woman who spent 20 years at the New York Times and a longer career, apparently she's too woke, which I don't even think people know what that means anymore
0: no Um, no it it does it does it's a term that again has been co-opted co-opted and rebranded from its original meaning the original meaning just brief recap the word was created by the black community to signal a a waking up of all the systemic atrocities in in the country um, yeah. You know, so the idea was, you know, wake up to the realities of what it means to be Black in this country and how things are are simply written into the laws that harm Black folk. And now it's been co-opted. And uh, when when folks on the right and the far right use woke, what they're basically saying is, we don't want you to have equity. <laughs> that's right, we, right. We, we don't want you to have all the same rights that, that we have as you know right. we don't you know whether it be uh, along along racial lines or along identity lines or sexuality lines whatever lines you know again we, we we talk a lot about the social location piece so if you're on the margins you don't get to have the equity and if you no. say anything about it then you are apparently too woke now
1: well and and to to you know to be dismantling you know wokeness with you know we have 180 years of public education um and then to try to dismantle you know what's you know the efforts and moving forward and in you know one the education system is is one of the worst in terms of racial, uh, you know, segregation and just sort of educating more and more white folks and, uh, and, and how the system works and what's being taught. And so to, to begin dismantling that and making sure our educational system is really telling the entire story of the United States is, and to try to block that is, is a political thing. Um, And so and it's at the expense of at the expense of justice for not just children, but for for all, because we're going to we're raising children that are ill, very ill educated, that are going to be, you know, running the country
0: in not too long time. Last week, we talked about I think that was just last week I've lost track of all meaning of time. Um, Our last our last headline show, we we talked about um the supreme court basically undoing um, affirmative action in terms of college admissions we also talked about how legacy admissions for predominantly white students still exist in terms of like you know if you come from a very rich family and they make a big donation you know you you get an easier admission path or if your parents and their parents were alumni you get an easier path so um in lines of this um conversation education have to give a shout out to Wesleyan University a Mm -hmm. small college in in Connecticut um that announced that in in the wake of that decision they are going to ditch Legacy admissions so Legacy admissions when you think about it is really affirmative action for you know people of privilege um and so they are they're kind of leading the way in this i guess um now they are a very small uh, college it's about 85 grand a year uh to go there i don't think they're a public university um but no. um, <laughs> no, not at 85 grand no although no. i mean college costs so much this year it does. <laughs> it has, it has but Who knows? Not, yeah um but um but yeah, so I would like to hope that Ivy League schools will follow this lead and do it before you know they're accused of being too woke now um because yeah. because of doing that, but if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna say that the affirmative action, if you're gonna use that in an in an aberration of the 14th Amendment and saying that, it's not equality if you are if you have affirmative of action to give minority students a leg up then you have to say then that yes you have to get rid of legacy admissions because that gave predominantly white students a leg up as well yep. so if you're gonna if you're gonna go with equality let's go all the way yep. so good for you wesleyan go wesleyans yep. go Wesleyans. Yeah. wasn't wesleyan. um yeah uh i'm I
1: kind of had thought or hoped that Harvard might, you know, these, some of the larger ones, larger, uh, you know, Ivy league colleges just need to just do it, you know, (laughs) like just need to step up and do it. Uh, Cause I don't think it's,
0: it's not going to come from, you know, our political leaders. So. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Um, So one of the things that we also mentioned um, before in a previous um headlines episode when we talked about again Supreme Court and that um horrendous ruling anti-LGBTQ ruling that said that that woman who was thinking about creating a a, a website a wedding website a just thinking about story. it
1: story all right
0: I, I, I gotta pause for a moment
1: here okay. did it not okay so we have these the U.S. Supreme Court that I, I assume, I may not agree with their ideology or, you know, their, you know, pushing their religion into, you know, not practicing separation of church and state. But did it not occur to anybody to just simply Google the woman? You know, like, because her whole story so, was fake.
0: So, so, so. I think by the time it gets to the Supreme Court, they're assuming that all the other courts and lawyers before then did their homework. But clearly, clearly that didn't happen. So So not the sharpest tools in the shed. You know, here we here we go. Now, I did hear I did do a little research on that. And apparently, it is actually legal to bring cases based on Things that may that that have not happened actually happened yet. I forget there's a term for this, but may bring bearing on on future cases. So so there is that is a pathway uh, to do it that way. Um, but this kind of was off the charts. Yeah. But anyways, one of the things we talked about was you you'd mentioned um that this might be a precursor to um undoing same-sex marriage and sure enough uh there's a texas judge there was a texas judge um who decided that because of that ruling that uh, some businesses can discriminate against lgbtq plus people on first amendment grounds she is once again arguing for her right to refuse to marry same gender couples so shout out to judge diane hensley a justice of the peace in waco for clearly not trying to create peace she has been refusing to sign yeah she's been refusing to sign marriage licenses for same gender applicants for years um and she unsuccessfully sued um this panel of judges that sanctioned her and she keeps arguing that she should not be compelled to violate her religious beliefs I think she forgets the word judge in her title means that it is her duty to uphold the law and the yeah, law she
1: forgets what her job is or who yeah, she's working the, for
0: the law says same gender weddings are legal in the entire nation you can't discriminate okay. against it anymore but um I I think you are right I think this is going to be the beginning of um overturning that so that we get back to quote unquote let the states decide well yeah um because in this case you're talking
1: about in in Texas is the court actually agreed to bring allow her suit to come back to life um yeah so uh I mean it may be struck down again but the fact that the court allows it to even come back up for discussion, um, and to, to even take note of it and, and have conversation, um, you know, it's one thing if it's your private, you know, private business, but she's a, she's a government person, (laughs) you know, as you said, her job is upholding the law. Um, and, uh, there is, it's, just do it it's not you know it's the law of the land so why are why are we having this conversation but the fact that the the you know it's being her case is being is allowed to be revived against the the commission is I think
0: you know well what I want to say to her is if if you can uphold laws you need to step down just resign yeah resign and you know be, be done with it i feel like you shouldn't be in that position if you can't do that um yeah. anyways um speaking of tgif this weekend this weekend is a big weekend for the movies it is the weekend of barbenheimer if you yeah. have not been keeping up with this it is it is so very ridiculous but also actually kind of poignant um, two movies are being released this weekend that could not be more opposite from each other but because I think in this world on fire, despair, people are just looking for anything that will bring some joy into their lives. Uh, these movies have been sort of combined and there are many people tr- doing like a double feature. They're going to go see them both. So the two movies are Barbie. Yes, Barbie, the 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 toy, that Mattel toy that came out however many decades ago. There's a live action uh, movie starring Margo, Margot Roby and... I forget the dude's name who's playing Ken. But anyways, um, that's not the point. Um, but then there's also a movie called Oppenheimer um, around the scientists behind the creation of the atomic bomb. So we got two very disparate, disparate. Is it disparate? Disparate? How do you say that word? Dispar- disparate. Different, two very different movies, but. Yeah you know, I've been reading more and more articles of people who are like, you know, it's interesting. They actually kind of tell a similar story in terms of our human evolution because they're marking the spirit. So we're in this period called, it's called the Anthropocene. Um, when you look at different, uh, you know, we have the Jurassic period and we had all these different periods and the Anthropocene is this period that is really, really marked by a shift in, in human technology and expansion and, people are linking, one, uh, the atomic age, right, because of the bomb and basically how much between the testing, not just the dropping of the bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but the amount of nuclear bomb testing that happened afterwards. It's just filling the air with radiation that's not going anywhere. And two, um, when Mattel created the Barbie dolls, it's now we are now getting into the era of plastics and we are in the era where microplastics are just gonna be around like forever and they are in everything. When i say they're in everything i'm not exaggerating. They're finding microplastics right. in like breast milk now. This is how yeah. this is how bad it's getting with the microplastics. placentas, so uh, yeah. In everything, right? Yeah. So so the, like you can't avoid ingesting microplastics at this at you know this point in your life practically. So the point well, is we are let's pier- be go ahead.
1: Well, I just want to be really clear when we talk about the Anthropocene, it's not it's it's not actually an official unit of geologic time. However, it's the it's the the geologic time we're in, and it's about when you know human activity started having this, you know, huge um, degrading impact on the planet, the climate, you know, its ecosystems like when it really, you know, destruction really started.
0: Um, yes.
1: So the Anthropocene is, is uh, you know, while why we've heard of the Pliocene and the Mesozoic, you know, well, it's Mesozoic, but the Pliocene and different geologic time periods, um, there's always this massive change, you know, and mm-hmm. evolution. But this is, so we're in another one now, and it's because, you know, in part, we've created it. So, so
0: hoping to destroy Earth. Exactly. So part of why I bring this up is that, you know, we often have this idealized image of, you know, they are building and testing the atomic bomb. So they go out into the desert somewhere, right? So they 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 find this big stretch of desert lands and it's uninhabited, so they can set off this bomb and you know not do any harm. The part of the story we don't often hear, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't hear till this week, was that that land was not initial, initially uninhabited. It was the okay. home to a lot of homesteading families, thanks to the Homesteading Act of 1862, where 160 acres was um, given to unite to U.S. citizens. And there were 36 homesteads in that area that the people were forced out six were owned by white families and 30 by hispanic families so we 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 have the government decided we want to use this land so we are going to forcibly remove you or i wouldn't say forcibly they they weren't at gunpoint but they were ordered to, to some cases close yes they were forced to move out and like just leave their entire homes and livelihoods behind so that the government can test this atomic bomb. The other horrible piece of this story is that during a lot of the testing and the lab work, we had Hispanic folks, Hispanic is not the word. I think that's the word. That description is not, um, what's the word? Many, the, many in the community, many in the Latin community, don't like that word anymore. So, we yeah. always changing. So, some some folks, some latin folks who were part of the lab crew who were not given protective gear to wear while their white counterparts and white lab directors were and a lot of them were exposed to lethal radiation and died and all sorts of things. So there is this there is this like dark like racist um you know undercurrent to what was seen as the project that ended the war and therefore a good thing but we don't hear about this a lot and we thought it was important to like highlight it especially on this on this weekend when everybody's you know kind of revisiting this the whole manhattan project and los alamos and and you know this this german scientist that basically german scientist that defected and um you know we created the bomb and the bomb saved the world and the whole thing but at what cost and some would argue that you know the cost would have been much greater if you know the world war ii was allowed to continue and i don't know
1: well so here's the thing it's 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 the perpetuation of settler, you know, uh, consciousness and acts because they, you know, they were looking for, um, uh, in Manhattan uh, which is the, the Los Alamos where they found place to, to put the laboratory, the Los Alamos National Laboratory is, um, looking for a place to that was large enough that was sparsely populated far from the coast but warm enough to keep working year-round but it couldn't be completely isolated because they needed resources like power and water and roads Um, and so it's just it's that here's what we need so we're just going to take it from you because there's not that many of you and our uh, what we need to have happen is much more important than your life or or, or anything. And so it was, they would just, they took over the inhabited uh, land and the site just to meet the needs of the project, which was to build the atomic bomb. Um, And so I don't, you know, they, they took the boys school in Los Alamos County, um, you know, and they did uh, offer to purchase you know some of these some of the land from those that that were on it and um of course you know you'll probably be shocked to hear that the white families were offered much more money than than latin um families
0: and (laughs) that's that's me being shocked (laughs) i know
1: yeah so the the homesteaders that were um hispanic or latin latino latina received between seven and twenty three dollars an acre which was a huge huge contrast from what the government paid for the school and the ranch which was they paid 225 dollars an acre for the school um and then 43 dollars an acre for for the land
0: so yeah a little bit different yeah. um a little, little bit different um so again you know to kind of circle back to where we started around education this is why it's important and matters what's taught in schools because we kind of yeah. need to have the full story and to know that history is complicated and that there's no there's like no good or bad story that exists in isolation this historic point right. because this you know this i'm i have not seen the movie oppenheimer but from what Mm -hmm. i've read in the reviews this part of the story was not really included i could be wrong you know um or at least have not in in the reviews of the movie no one's no one's written about that Um, so so unless unless people keep talking about it unless it's included in and taught in schools it's it's a piece of history and that's gonna fade away and the people and families who were directed who were directly affected by it whose descendants are still alive they also will be forgotten about the atrocities the government did to them um so yeah we gotta we gotta keep teaching these things um and and one of the ways we can teach histories on the flip side of this is through barbie yay barbie so when we think (laughs) when we when we mention barbie the image that comes to mind is you know the the skinny hourglass white blonde doll right who has um, who has
1: measurements that are just stupidly un, not even human
0: <laughs> well i don't know margot Roby might be pulling them off um but one of the things that barbie has actually done a commendable job of doing over the years is creating dolls based on very um i would say prolific and important black women in history so you can find barbie dolls that are created after both historical and contemporary figures so historical figures like madam cj walker and bessie coleman and um ida b wells and um, some contemporary folks that you might know like the tennis player naomi osaka um and Tina, Tina Turner. Turner yeah yep. uh actresses actors Issa Rae and Zendaya have um um Barbie dolls Laverne Cox who is a an amazingly talented gorgeous trans actor um and these are uh in case I think I mentioned these are these are all black women um yep. she yep. has a she has a Barbie doll as well you know Rosa Parks um the athlete Gabby Douglas um just Diana Ross the singer's got a Barbie doll as well um so through through these dolls we are you know we're educating children um well and
1: and and some of them also are not um actually I don't think there's some of them that I'm going to guess people have never heard of, like, um, don't know, I'll probably butcher her name, but Hajj Muhammad. She was the first yeah. Muslim American to wear a hijab in the Olympics in 2016. There's a, a, um, she did fencing. Um, and yes. so the doll has is in the fencing outfit and a hijab. Um, and I'm sure that lots of people don't, you know, you know, little girls and uh, grown adults, you know, not heard of her. There's, um, Oh, you said Rosa Parks, but my—did you mention Maya Angelou?
0: I don't remember all the names that I said. Oh, I got and the then, list in front uh, of me, but I, I didn't—I didn't say them in order.
1: Well, so. and the, and Katherine Johnson, who was uh, in that movie Hidden Figures, yes. she was the NASA mathematician and physicist that um, it, it was. She played a very crucial role in bringing you know mm-hmm. Apollo Eleven home. You know the yes. the, the trajectory of that that um manned uh spaceship to
0: it, it, you know she was and many of us pretty never, much the genius yeah and many of us never knew her story till the movie came out <laughs> right, right right because be whitewash we be both whitewash and over overmasculinize over masculinize yeah. uh we we write a sanitized and sexist history let's put it that way yeah. um so all all of those um folks um who were helping um, black women especially who were helping in NASA, we didn't hear a lot about them as well. So um, so shout out to, shout out to, I never thought to say this, shout out to Barbie for... Uh, Mattel. Mattel. Shout out to Mattel and the Barbie. And my understanding is, again, coming full circle, we already have conservatives complaining about the Barbie movie being too woke, because the Barbie movie reflects um you know the diversity in their casting and in their storylines and apparently it's still woke now so yeah go well yeah (laughs) because they're gonna
1: feel you know all these little white girls are gonna feel badly about themselves by seeing all these you know Black Barbies I'm like oh my god I
0: I listen until that news story came out about about conservatives complain about being woke. I kind of didn't have an interest to in seeing Barbie, like minimal interest. And now I'm like, okay, now I right. think I actually want to go see it. So I might, I might do I might do Barbenheimer next weekend. Not this weekend. I got plans this weekend already, but maybe yeah, next in weekend. In case anybody
1: in case anybody didn't catch that Barbenheimer at the start of this little you know, piece of art, it's the putting together Barbie and Oppenheimer, and Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer.
0: Listen, their memes, their t-shirts, like this became yep a whole thing pretty quickly uh, yeah and i was like you know i i like who would have even thought to 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 go like oh these two things happening on the same weekend is a thing because i mean yeah how many how many movies get released at the same time on a given weekend but i think i think because of the paradox of again to horribly not horribly to really Vastly different themes, right? So we got atomic bomb and death and destruction, and we got like like candy, bubblegumish Barbie, right? So the two things couldn't be more opposite. And can don't forget the things could not. Don't forget can yeah. <laughs> the, the things. I'm trying to decenter the men in the whole storyline. By the way, shout out to Barbie for decentering the men in the whole yes. storyline. <laughs> yes, right, um, but but yeah so different but then it's it's there's there's a piece of it's almost like a piece of just like this uh, this disassociation from our humanity (laughs) that, that both elements uh and and shout out to whoever really you know threaded that together um well and who who would have thought that one day Barbie
1: would be helping to dismantle patriarchy (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh yeah uh i don't know if i'm ready to go that far but sure yes i agree yes i think i think that is true. Well,
1: planting a seed perhaps but
0: you know but, yes um, I, I think i think barbie did come full full circle from upholding you know a lot of sexist patriarchal tropes to to dismantle you're right
1: well so, yes Bar- she, she was she there was no such thing as fat justice yeah. in barbie's world it certainly was class you know classism you had to have that barbie mansion and yes. you know, if you don't like
0: pink, you're out of luck, you know. Yeah. Barbie And I did Barbie, I never liked pink. <laughs> so. Barbie woke up. Barbie woke up and Barbie started yep. getting some Barbie started getting like some um what do you call it? Some jobs that you know, some 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 more menial pain jobs and, and then all of a sudden, yeah, Barbie 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 had a journey. Barbie had a journey. Good for you, Barbie. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should have called the episode. Barbie had a journey. Good for you. Barbie had a journey. Uh, yeah, we can still change um, it. We, I think I think we're good. I think we're good. Uh, and some other good news. Um, two things. Um, well, we got three more things uh, real quick. Um, apparently, um, short naps can reduce your risk of dementia. It says apparently, regular short snoozes keep our brains young by preserving volume. Which is linked with healthy cognitive functions and a lower risk of dementia and other diseases. So, um, yeah, I, I did a little of that right before we came on here. I, I helped. See well, and, well, and
1: and and not just uh, reduce the risk of dementia, but um, uh, regular short snoozes apparently keep um, keep our brains young. And noticing that people that nap have larger brains. Yes, which I thought was like, wow, you know, and not just um, yeah, that, that if you nap, you have a larger brain, which uh, um, my head's pretty big. I don't you know I don't mean <laughs>
0: like ego, I mean physically. <laughs> I come from a big head family. Um, well, to, to, to tie to tie this, Back to the story around the atom bomb, um, mm. famed, famed scientist of the time, Albert Einstein, was a regular yes. napper. Yep. yep. You know, and so I like to say naps are a spiritual practice. Naps, not only just a spiritual practice, but um, yep. um, physical physical mental healing as well. So, yeah. Well, we've um, we've
1: talked about the nap ministry many times.
0: Yes, nap, nap is a form of naps. As a form of resistance, not just mm-hmm. taking a nap, but but resting and unplugging from yeah. from the grind of capitalism. So, you, don't, you know, rest, more specifically. Enjoying during your rest, you could nap or you could do some other things that aren't connected to, you know, the grind of capitalism. Um, and um, also, as we dissenter maleness happening right now in the sports world, the Women's World Cup um soccer world cup football world cup is happening right now in Australia um and New Zealand and for the first time ever um indigenous flags of um the um the what is it the Maori, um the maori the, the
1: aboriginal and the Torres strait islanders yes
0: are being flown alongside the australian flag and it's a little bit of uh, a nice defiant act because uh fifa the international soccer governor governing body which is rife with corruption um right. they have very very strict rules and male dominated of course very strict rules about what kind of symbols can be displayed at games and on players uniforms and they they are allowed they allow the flags from the participating countries the national flags so this is kind of well, not like,
1: from not from the countries but from the indigenous no, in I'm saying FIFA. Group.
0: FIFA. FIFA allows the flags of countries. They generally don't yeah. allow these, uh, you know, other yes. flags and right, right, right. So, right. so this is in its way and uh, a little bit of an act of, of defiance um, and resistance. Um, and, and just for um, those that don't that that don't know, Torres Strait um,
1: Island uh, is part is actually part of the Australia. Um, yes. So they don't have a. They're a flag. Um, they would be, you know, but they are certainly acknowledged and recognized in this. So the other flags are are Aboriginal, um, which are Indigenous people of Australia, and then um, the um, the Maori flag, who are Indigenous people of
0: New Zealand. New Zealand. Uh, yes. So case okay, just a little geography for people. <laughs> yes. Thank you yeah so so good for them good for them yeah um in in doing that and please go and watch some uh women's soccer I think the U.S. are playing was that last night or tonight I I forget but I don't know but um, I just think
1: the fact that they that this is happening at the women's um,
0: and also interesting uh for the first time ever the most amount of uh queer players are Mm. um showing up at the uh, women's World Cup um I'm remembering that from something I read earlier this week. And so I don't have the exact percentage or numbers, but it's the largest amount ever. So queer representation, indigenous representation, uh, women representation, because the whole thing- Yes, was, at the Women's you
1: know,
0: Cup. Yeah. Women's cup. Yeah. So, so good all round. Oh
1: Yes, 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 yes. Good, good all, all round.
0: Around. And let's wrap up with this story around- You know, uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned and that's a hot mess, however, they are, um, abortion rights have still been protected in a lot of places, and we do actually have some state attorney generals to thank for that. So here are some of the ways that rights have been protected. Many state attorney generals have established reproductive rights task force um to coordinate statewide protections they've published um, know your rights guide on abortion access in the states In some states have established a legal hotline or legal services websites for abortion providers they've highlighted the dangers of crisis pregnancy centers so a little note on crisis pregnancy centers they kind of have this like veneer of an abortion clinic But a lot of times they end up being like these places that are funded by a lot of Christian organizations that then guilt pregnant folk who come in for more information about abortions, guilt them and make them change their minds about having the abortions and scare them into not having abortions as well. And uh, Mm. they're absolutely horrible. So putting the word out about uh, these crisis pregnancy centers, you know,
1: there's this, this just in case people aren't aware, there is this wholly inaccurate assumption that that women use abortion as a means of um, birth control, and it's that there's that's such a small small percentage, and there's this belief that um, you know Roe v. Wade uh, wasn't a didn't allow abortions for all. You know all 40 weeks it did it did did not allow abortions in the third trimester um but people seem to you know the the far right conservatives and these people that say they're right to life but let's kill the mother you
0: know in well they're right they're right to, to birth carry. they, they they're, yeah. they're not they're not pro they're not pro-life they're pro-birth they don't no. care what happens after right. the baby's born We, we know or
1: even before if a mother's forced to carry
0: you know, yes,
1: a non-viable it. fetus, but um, but also that there there there's still there there never were a huge number of third trimester abortions. It just you know it, it's not it's not a thing. I mean, it's a thing, yeah. but it's not the main. That's never been the focus for for you know women seeking abortion. That's been very very few cases, but
0: and yeah. and and those cases were predominantly um health of the mother related not like you know we're we're like you know six seven months pregnant and decide we don't want to have a baby anymore for birth control reasons Um, so so yeah um so shout out to the attorney generals who are doing this shout out to the federal judges who are also um shutting down these ridiculous um uh, trans and you know anti-trans legislations that are making their way through Republican-led state houses because they really kind of have no legal ground in, in the first place. Um, right. So, so it seems like the very strained um, guardrails of the justice system are holding up where we can find them. Um, but um, I there's a piece of me that is kinda um side eyeing side eyeing Congress when there was a democratically controlled Congress that they did not after Roe v. Wade Roe v. Wade was banned that they did not codify this into law because yeah. I I think I think it was still a democratically controlled house. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was when Roe v. Wade was overturned. So yeah, yeah they should've they should have pushed to codify it in law and they did not. And I got some thoughts about that, but um, we're not going on that road. We were ending on good news. So good news. Yeah. Shout out to the attorney general. Yes, yes. It, turned so quickly. it turned so quickly. Well, there's just so much crap going on. Yeah. <sighs> but you
1: know, it just, it's important to find the good news because it is there and it's important to celebrate, you know, um, yes. even if it seems small, you know, we're going to have an episode coming up about voting and voting rights. And, um, and there are some, some uh, cases making their way through the courts that are actually really positive in terms
0: of Voting Rights Act. So if you happen to be some of the people who are getting your Barbenheimer on this weekend, uh, <laughs> we would love to hear your thoughts about the movies. Please reach out to us on social media or call us again, 413-GET-HOLY. Let us know what you thought about the, the movies. Um, share this podcast with your friends and family members. And again, if you have that one person who doesn't know what a podcast is we are on the old school interwebs at with love and justice for all.podbean.com uh please come join us for our affinity groups and our discussions and thank you for your generous donations at projectsanctus.com to help keep this train on the tracks and until we meet again let's get our holy on